Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We are going to be playing for you part two of Unpopular Opinions with Nikki. You probably heard part one, and if you didn't, make sure you go check that out. Let's bring it on. Okay. Unpopular opinion number 14, trades are the worst. Trading services, trading, like bartering? bartering, trading massages, trading. I get that it works for a lot of people. Right. There are a lot of people out there who massage therapy is great because who doesn't want a massage? Yeah. And you can trade massage for pretty much anything. And I've had people approach me for all kinds of things. I'll trade massage for photography. I'll do your eyebrows. I'll do your hair. I'll do whatever. Especially when you're a new massage therapist and yeah. you know maybe you're not the best at building a business or whatever. People are going to approach you asking for trades. I I will not do it. I will not do it. I did it once. I traded massage therapy for a dye job. I had dreadlocks at the time and a friend of mine was a hairstylist and I booked an appointment with her so she could uh, I had dreadlocks like down to my ass and she bleached the bottom half which takes a long time to bleach them and then yeah. she dyed them pink and blue. And we decided to do a time for time exchange. To this day, I don't know what she would have charged for that right. service. I right. and it, in retrospect, I wish I I should have just paid her. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to her. She rented a chair out of a salon. I went and she did the dye job. And I think the whole thing took about four hours because oh bleach, my God. well, bleaching it takes like an hour. So you had to give up. And then so of time. so I ended up giving her. It was like three to four hours. We did a time for time. So I ended up giving her three to four hours of massage. Which, guys. That takes several days, right? That's yeah. several appointments. And then I found out after the fact, this was 100% on me, completely my fault. I found out after the fact that she and I worked the same days. So she couldn't come to see me for a massage the days that I was working mm. because she was working. So I had to prep my space on my off days for her to come in three times to get these traded massages. So I was set up. (laughs) My God, at the end of it, I was like, I don't even know what she would have charged. Like, I don't even know if this was worth it because if I add up the money that I would have charged her, would she have charged a similar amount or less or more? I don't even know. But that was the only trade I ever did. Mm -hmm. And I will never do it again. It was a lesson learned. And now if anybody ever asked me for a trade, I just flat out, I say, no, you you want to get a service from me, you pay me. If I want to get a service from you, I pay you. Also, I'm more expensive than like 99% of massage therapists. Mm-hmm. So if anybody comes to me and wants to trade massages, I'm losing out. Yep. Because if I paid you and you paid me, like I'd be... Yeah. I don't do trades. I won't do if, it. If, if it someone, works for some people, but I don't recommend it and I won't do it. If someone, if someone can't pay or doesn't want to pay, then... I'm okay, depending on the scenario, to be like, okay, just don't pay me. Like, I'll, I'll offer, I'll, I'll do it for free at that, at that moment. I'd rather do it for free if this is a pay thing than, than do an exchange on something. I also hate the feeling of owing people. Like, if somebody does something for me, and now it's like, now I owe you three massages, yeah. and I just have to wait for you to book them, and I've, you know, now I'm on your schedule, now I owe you, and I just, I have seen. So many scenarios, I've talked to so many massage therapists who trade massages. And if you can make it work, great. I know somebody who gets like a 90-minute massage bi-weekly with another massage therapist and they do back-to-back trades and they love it and it works and good for them. That's amazing. I have heard so many horror stories of people who agree to a trade with somebody and they receive the massage from that person and they go, "Uh uh-oh, 
I didn't like their massage. Yep. And now I owe them a massage. And now they want to make this a regular thing. Yep. And now I don't know how to back out of it. And now I don't know what to do. And now I have to lie. And I don't know what to do. The hard way. And now I don't want to. And I'm always like, you know, it would have solved this if you went to them and you paid them. Mm. That That is the end of that transaction. And you never have to talk to them. I had a conversation with a massage therapist. He said, well, bartering has been around for thousands of years. And I said, yeah. And then money was invented because it's better. <laughs> it's a better system. I am all about just keep it clean. I don't want to owe anybody. I don't want to be owed. I just, I pay you. You pay me. It's clean. It's easy. Call it a day. If it works for you, great. I don't recommend it and I will not do it. I can see someone at the very beginning of their career needing a whole bunch of things and being like, okay, I don't have a lot of dough here. I need, it can be I handy. I need pictures for my website. You can trade it for anything. Photography, website, exactly. copywriting, whatever exactly. you want. It can be handy, but ooh, it's, it's dangerous. That, there's a dude that we know in the States. He's a business coach. I think he. I think he's a he's a big proponent of, of trades. But you know, if you need to trade something, go for it. You've got a skill here that you can probably get, get a lot of things. It's not for free. But if you can it make it work. Hey, when I was in Panama, I... Uh, I took a boat from Panama to Colombia, took a speedboat. You you massaged for rum. And I would give people for weed <laughs> for rum, didn't you? For rum, rum, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would give I would give people they would give me their hand and I would give them like a five minute hand massage and then they and then they give me a swig of rum. Yeah. So you know <laughs> it can work. It can be handy, but yeah, you do have handy. to consider the handy. <laughs> you do have to consider the negative. What's the saying? Like fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Now, about- unless you're George W. Bush, in which case it's fool fool me twice. Won't get fooled again. <laughs> Won't get fooled Won't again. Get fooled again. Well, I have had. I have three different examples where trades have blown up in my face, and I no longer do them. And it's it is you know some of the things that Nikki said. I agree with. I don't like the feeling of owing people, and I don't like. I feel like once you've done it once, you might be setting a precedent for something that maybe you just wanted to try it out. And then when it doesn't work, especially if it's somebody that you're friends with or have some sort of relationship outside of you know the trade with, then it's this awkward conversation of like, oh, I really don't want to do that anymore. So the first one, I have a friend who's a personal trainer. I don't think she'll ever listen to this, but if she does, she already knows my feelings on this. Way back, I was trying to get in shape. Oh, this was... Um, when we were going to get married, Mm. I was trying to get in shape for my wedding. And I said to her, like, I'll hire you. I'll come to your, your studio two days a week. And then, you know, I would do my own workouts the other, the other days. And she said, okay, why don't we set up some sort of trade? Like you come these two days and I get one. So it was like two personal training sessions, one massage. It's a good trade. I'm okay with that. So we were doing that and it worked. But then after that, every single time she wanted a massage, she was like, oh, I'll give you a training session or this. And I was like, I don't, I don't want your training. Like, I did want it, but I don't want it You're anymore. like, I got married. I'm letting myself go now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can get fat now. Thank you. I got the ring. Mark's getting what he's getting. <laughs> the end. So, yeah, then it became like super awkward because she would want to set up this trade. But I'm like, but I don't want what you're offering. Mm-hmm. And that was on me because I set that precedent, right? And then so – and then after, same person um, – I had given her a free massage. I don't know what, like I'd sort of given her like a gift certificate to come get a free massage. I don't know if it was for a gift or because she gave me, I don't, I don't even remember what it was for. I feel like it was payment for something. So similar to a trade. And she then decided she didn't want the massage. And she said, oh, I just gave the gift certificate to my mother-in-law. I'm like, pardon me. 
It doesn't work that way. I just gave you the piece of paper as like an IOU. Like, no, I'm not giving your mother-in-law a free massage. But then it was like this weird, awkward conversation. So she traded the trade. She traded the fucking trade. Oh, damn. So I was like, that okay, you know what? We, we're good. Um, to the point where I even said to her, it's probably best that you actually find a different therapist. Like, we're friends. This sort of dual relationship, like, it, it's not going to work. I don't want things to get awkward. This is what I charge. You expect a discount because we're friends. Like, so she has a different therapist now and all is good. But that was the first like slap in the face with the trades. Another one, there was a therapist that wanted to try out doing a trade. And it was exactly as you said, I got the massage and I was like, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, you're like, there's a reason why you can't afford to pay a massage. Nobody wants to pay you for this. <laughs> I, I, I mean, wonderful person. And I'm sure that- Wonderful a, person I'm is sure not good enough. I'm sure a lot of clients <laughs> like her. Like she probably has a busy practice, yeah, but it wasn't, it. it wasn't for not me. For you. So then after we did that trade, I was like, fuck. Like now, now you're trapped. Now if she wants to do another one, like I don't want to. Mm-hmm. So that was the second really, really bad experience where I was like, no, this is like absolutely not- not worth it. And then the third experience that, again, this will happen is I was doing a trade with somebody um, for a different service. And similar to what happened to you, the day, the days and times that she could come for massage weren't typically days and times that I work. So I'm like, now I'm actually bending my schedule and going out of my way to get a service that I can just afford to pay for. Totally. Like, it's not worth it. Let me just pay you and if you want to come see me for massage within my working hours, you can pay me. Exactly. So I stopped all bartering, all trading. So I'm like, I'm only inconveniencing myself. And for what? I like if I want to buy for something, something I can afford. Right. Like if I want to buy something for $120, I'm I'm just gonna pay you the $120 and not give you a massage. Yeah, it can be great in the beginning when you're fresh out of school and you've got student debt and you've got bills to pay and you've got these skills and you want to trade for web design or photography or for what you know it. It can be useful. Be cautious. If you want to set up a trade system with a massage therapist, I would recommend going to them, paying them for the first service, and then decide if you want to continue for free. But I would never set up a trade with somebody who hadn't touched me because now uh, now it's awkward and you owe them and there's a, uh, it's so weird. I just, I'm a big fan of money. Mm-hmm. I'm very driven by money. I like money. I think it's a good system. I think it works. I pay you, you pay me. Mm-hmm. End of story. That's just my personal unpopular opinion. I don't think it's that unpopular. No, I think a lot of people would agree with you and everybody just has to do what's right for them, but just consider the consequences mm-hmm. after. Consider the precedent you're setting. I you fucked ask that anything, up three times. You'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah Don't get trapped. <laughs> you know what I did? I did um, set up with somebody. Again, this wouldn't work for everybody. Um, when you were talking about the discrepancy in prices, I have a therapist. Her and I work really well together. For years, we don't do trades. We pay each other, but we have set a rate that's like, we pay each other this much. So regardless of where she's working at the time or where I'm working. So one of us is always kind of take like we are kind of taking a hit, but that's sort of like our gift to each other. Like I will only charge you this much and she will charge me the same. So when I go see her, I pay her the same as she comes to see me. But that if, works for us. If it works, then awesome. I hear if it were if it works, awesome. It just it doesn't work so much. That's all I'm saying. Is that an exchange type of thing? Or she can she just books with you whenever she wants and that's the fee. Oh, it's no exchange. Yeah. Versa. It's no exchange. If okay. she wants to so come you guys see just me, have like a we set, just have like, an understanding. This is, this is the other. rate we pay each gotcha, other. Gotcha, gotcha. And because neither of us have insurance, right? We're both right, massage right, therapists. Right. So whenever she books with me, I just know I'm taking a cut on this treatment. But it's, you know, for my wonderful friend. And I know that I can go then book with her and pay her this reduced rate. And 
And yes, we could just pay each other our regular rate, but we've been doing this for years and it works and everyone's good with it. If it works, it works. Okay. Unpopular opinion number 15, which I mentioned earlier, which you brought up is Facebook is the absolute worst place to get advice. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, guys, you're killing me. Please stop doing this. Massage therapist, if you're out there, if there's one, if there's one thing that you take away from me existing on this planet, it's please, please stop asking non-experts for expert advice. Hmm. Do not go into a Facebook group for massage therapists and ask questions about taxes. Do not go into a Facebook group of massage therapists and say, how do I get clients? You know why? The people who are answering the question probably don't know what they're talking about and you certainly don't know anything about them and they don't know anything about you Mm. guys stop it it's there is so much bad advice out there if you have a question about taxes that is a question for an accountant that is a question for the cra or the irs or the revenue agency in your country i have seen so many people ask tax questions and then the answers are wrong and i'm like this that could cost you thousands of dollars if you and you're taking advice from strangers on something as important as your financial situation. I think massage therapists are great if you want to ask, what's your favorite oil? Where do you get your linens? What's a good playlist? You You know, what's your favorite booking software? Like they're great to go to for stuff like that. I would never, ever, ever in a million years ask a Facebook group full of strangers Mm. how to set my rates, how to build my practice, how to get clients, None of it. No. Go to an expert. Hire a business coach. Talk to a financial advisor. Talk to an accountant. These are not questions for a massage therapist. Most massage therapists are unsuccessful and you don't want to take their advice. Do you think someone's asking that just because they really want to know the answer? They're just trying to contribute to a conversation on Facebook. I mean, I don't know the motivation of most people, but be very selective with the people whose advice you choose to accept. If you're going to, I give advice all the time. I'm really good at giving advice. Here's the problem. Everybody thinks they're good at giving advice. People love giving advice. It makes (laughs) us feel good. If you take somebody's advice, mine included, look them up. Hmm. Do you have any idea how many massage therapists out there call themselves business coaches? And you know what I do every time a massage therapist says, I'm a business coach. I look them up and I see what they charge. Most of them charge half what I charge. Hmm. I am not taking business advice from somebody who charges half what I do for a massage. I won't. I will not take financial advice from somebody who earns less than I do. I won't take fitness advice from somebody who's never lifted a weight. Mm. I won't do it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Guys, does this mole look cancerous to you? Am I going to take a photo of it and upload it to Facebook? (laughs) No, I'm going to call an oncologist. (laughs) Stop leaving your your livelihood in the hands of literal strangers. It blows my mind. I've never understood it. I don't get it. I don't get it. It blows my mind. To answer your question, Mark, I think there's people who just like to see if there is some sort of consensus. But as Nikki said, a lot of the advice that comes up when somebody asks a question that isn't really meant for a massage therapist, a lot of the advice comes up with like their what worked for them personally. And that's great. But again, these strangers on the internet don't know your circumstances. And so, you don't know theirs. Right. So you're asking this question and they might say, well, this this worked really well for me. That's great. That does not at all answer if that's going to work really well. Yeah, for where you. are you too? Are you, you know, if you like, hey, how much do you guys charge for a mobile massage? Well, the answer is going to be different if the person answering lives in Manhattan mm. or if they live in like middle of Idaho. Like you're, what? What? It's so true. I don't get it. I just, I have never understood. It is so true. I would never in a million years ask 
a Facebook group full of strangers, a question where the answer is going to impact my livelihood. I just, mm-hmm. I don't have trust in most, I'm like a very suspicious person. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, these people don't know what they're talking about. Because and you just made not. me think, like, uh, for example, because <laughs> I'm in a bunch of like motorcycle groups with motorcycle enthusiasts and motorcycle riders. And it's like, that the, makes sense. It's the exact same thing though. You, I didn't, I didn't even think about it till now that someone will, will pop on and they'll say, this is what's going on with my bike. How do I fix it? Does anyone know what's going on? Yeah, ask and, a mechanic. And most of these people, they're not mechanics. So you have 18,000 different answers coming in about stuff and I'm just looking at this going, this person doesn't, like, the, if you're taking any of this, like, you're fucking out to lunch. Like, none of these people obviously have any idea about the mechanics of a motorcycle, the, just judging by what they're what they're answering here. And you're going to take this shit? Yeah. Like, it's weird to me. So it just made me think that. it compl- Like, I, I never I never related that to the massage. If my... But why would it be different? Toilet starts overflowing. Am I going to take a picture of it and upload it to Facebook <laughs> and, and say, go, guys, what do I do? No, I'm calling the plumber. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, the, right. the thing you can go to Facebook for is asking your friends who live in the same city as you, hey, does anyone have a phone number for a highly recommended plumber? Yeah, like, there exactly, you go. exactly. Where's a good plumber? Where's what's a good plumber a good in Parkdale? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like you you can ask for, re- I can ask you for a recommendation for an expert, mm. but I am not going to ask, a str- I will never ask a stranger on Facebook for expert advice, especially if it's going to impact my finances because the people who are answering, you don't know anything about them. They don't know anything about you. And the worst part, most massage therapists are bitter, broken, and broke. <laughs> and you're that taking business so and financial. Sad. It breaks my heart. <sighs> but you're taking financial advice from them. It does make me wonder when I see a massage therapist that hangs out on Facebook so bloody much. Like, I know why I'm on Facebook so bloody much. And I'm actually inactive this year. My job is to Did be Did you on- go inactive? I went inactive. How does it feel? It feels, it feels good. Good, so you can different. still call yourself a massage. Was my intro still accurate? Can yeah, you still can call still, you a massage yeah, therapist. Yeah, because I'm still a member of the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario. My 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 membership status is just inactive. So, so I can that means you're not title. massaging, or you're doing less than whatever the required hours. No, I should know these I'm, rules. I'm I'm not massaging at all. I'm not, <gasps> I'm not permitted to massage at all. And he kind of he kind of dragged me down with him. I went active, like I decided to keep my license. And basically, since 2022 rolled around, he's been booking us up with stuff other than massage to the point where I just uh, got. The wonderful therapist that I was talking about earlier that I I get massages from, she's going to come use the room twice a week and pay me and treat my clients. That's awesome. I don't have time for them. Good for you. Sorry, clients. You've got the space. I've had people ask me that. Can I come and massage in your house? And because I work from home, right. so I've had people say like, "Oh, you should rent out your room." And I'm like, eh, "It's my house. Yeah, it's your house. It's your house. Yeah. If it was my house, it'd be a different story. Yeah." That's cool though. Good for you. Congratulations to both of you. Especially because I'm I'm like running a course through you guys. Yeah, so I'm really excited that you guys so, are focusing more like, on this type I of stuff. Know, I know why I hang out on Facebook because that's part of my job. My part of my job is to do all of this, the marketing and promotion and just make sure that everyone can see my shit all the time. Oh, and they do. Right? I see it. And it's perfect. That's <laughs> the idea where, you know, 18,000 people will throw Con Ed Institute. Like, where should I take a course here? And they'll Oh yeah. Anytime anybody asks for a course, right? I comment and I'm always like the 10th person so, to be like, Con Ed, Like Con that's Ed. the idea but when someone else that's like your job is massage therapist and you're on Facebook every two seconds like how busy, yeah, how busy are you how busy are you <laughs> as a, like why am I taking any advice from you when your practice is apparently holding your phone like it doesn't make sense yeah whenever me. anybody like the most popular question I find in these massage ther- massage therapist Facebook groups is how do I get clients and you get all kinds of answers join a networking group do chair massage leave your business cards at local shops and run a Groupon and 
it's just it's uh, well-meaning but misguided people and my answer is always you don't want more clients Hmm. you want more money and less time from specific people Hmm. and how do you get that you get really fucking good at marketing hire a business coach that's Hmm. what i always say nice um okay unpopular opinion number 16 i think you'll agree with me on this one massage therapy schools should not teach business management I'm not saying they shouldn't, like they should be prohibited from doing it. I'm saying that's not their job. It's not not their job. If you ask, and I find this more with American massage therapists versus Canadian massage therapists. If you ask massage therapists what they wish they learned in school, a lot, I find mostly American massage therapists will say business, marketing. No, Canadians do as well because we teach a continuing education course in um, business. You teach business and marketing, right? Yes. And these two courses... Um, a lot of people, when they sign up, we always ask people, you know, what motivated you to register for the course? What are you looking to get out of it? And they always say, my school did a shit job teaching business. And one of the first things Mark and I say to them is fair, but that's also not their job. If you're going to school for massage therapy, their job is to teach you how to be a massage yes, therapist. Yes, exactly. Their job is to teach you how to be a competent and safe <laughs> and effective massage therapist. I will say my business teacher was Ian Cam, who you guys have had on the podcast when he talked about. So you had a great drive. business teacher. I loved him. I adored him. He mm. is intelligent. He is hilarious. And he is impeccably dressed. Mm. I swear I would go to class. I think he came here in bike shorts because he might have cycled here. He's so. also very, he's very <laughs> athletic. He runs a lot. He's very athletic. But he's... He is, he is a dapper, dapper man. And I would go to class just to see what he would wear. Mm. <laughs> like he was so well dressed. I adored him. And when I go to Sutherland Chan, which is the school that I went to, when I talk to the students and they say like, what's your biggest piece of advice as a student? Then I always say, don't skip business class. Right. Like business class is important. So I had a very, I had a wonderful business teacher and I had a wonderful experience with my business class. But the business course at Sutherland Chan was mostly about how to do your taxes, like right. HST, yeah. harmonized sales tax, and to. how to not lose your license. Like what is expected of you from the position of the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario? Right. So it was more about the rules of the college, how not to get written up for things, and right. how to do your taxes. It wasn't about how to market yourself. And that's not their job. It's not their job. You want to become no. a massage therapist, you go to massage therapy school. You want to become a business owner, you hire a business coach, you take business courses, you read marketing books, you do whatever it takes to learn the business side of things. It's not the school's job to do that. And honestly, the training in Ontario is 2,200 hours. It is two years full-time in college. Had they taught me anything else, I think my brain would have exploded. Like my ears would have started leaking. Like I would have bled from my eyes if they taught me anything else. And I wouldn't have remembered it. And, you know, I didn't open my business for a couple years and I wouldn't, like it just I wouldn't well, retain it's, it. It's all over the map. It's like it's it's one. It's not their job. Like it's not their like, job. And and, and and that's for anybody. Like you go to a physio program, they're not going to have this big massive business section to teach you how to open a clinic and blah blah blah. It just doesn't happen. It's not so. No, that's because not, not the point. everybody that goes to massage right. or physio school is looking to become a business owner exactly. or an entrepreneur. I think the biggest part with all of that is is whatever schools do, and they do the bare minimum. A lot of people just go, that was crap. Like that, that, that alone was crap because who's teaching you that at the end of the day? Well, that's what I was saying. Who's teaching it? Like if you're in massage college, likely the person teaching you your business courses is another RMT. They're teaching you either based on their own experience or what something they read online or in a business textbook that you could have read yourself. Or they're just the person that's 
been told you got to teach this course and they're like okay i guess i'm gonna make shit up because that happens a lot like we had a therapist in here the other day yesterday 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 recording stuff he got hired at a school because the school desperately needed a massage therapist that way they can hold their class and he's like, well, what am I supposed to be teaching here? Give me something. Give me teaching material. They were four Give months me... away from graduation. The teach any, teach teach them anything. Teach Te- them anything. Teach them anything. Make sure they can make sure they know everything they're supposed to know. At this figure point. out figure out what they don't know and just fill in the gap. That's what a school did. And then he did that for a, a, a small period of time. And it was when they didn't need him there because I guess this class was over. They're like, okay, we're done with you now. Thanks. So, like, who teaches you at the end of the day? Sometimes. Well, this is what I was saying before with getting advice from Facebook. Like, whatever advice you get. You should know a thing or two about the person who's giving it. Do they know what they're talking about? Is this person successful in the ways that I want to be successful? Do they know anything about me? Do they know anything about anything? If it's Facebook, probably not. But like, (laughs) if you're going to listen to somebody, know a thing or two about them before you blindly follow them. Something that always sticks out to me when I see people asking for advice on Facebook the people that I would possibly consider either listening to or having a deeper conversation with like me. are the ones who start by asking questions. Yeah. Because when you see an original poster writing something so general. Yeah. How do I get clients? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> well, exactly. What clients do you want to have? Yeah, who, Where are you clients? located? Where are you? Yeah. What should I charge? Where are you? Right. What are you offering? If the, if the people just start throwing in their two cents without asking questions, like you're not looking for the whole picture. Mm-hmm. You're giving advice based on your situation. Situation and you don't know the situation of the person you're totally. giving advice to. But again, person asking for advice, if you can't recognize that, you need to be asking other types of advice. Yeah. I'm not saying don't be curious. Like these mm. are important questions to have, mm. but you're almost certainly asking the wrong questions to the wrong audience. I love Facebook. It's so fun. What was the what was the thing I sent you a few weeks ago? It was like, don't take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from. Advice from, from yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember that too when you're on Facebook. If somebody is tearing you apart, and I mean all three of us in this room have been brutally <laughs> savaged on the internet. Oh yeah, we all have enemies. So I love it. You know what? <laughs> Mark really actively enjoys it. Mark enjoys I do. it. I enjoy it. It makes me smile. You know why it doesn't make me smile? Again, it's the it's the empathy in me. I'm like like Nikki and I were talking because you're a woman it's it's who hurt you like why do you feel like you have to be so fucking nasty to me you don't know me I'm I'm another stranger on the internet and you're tearing me to bits are you okay there's this this, I (laughs) think the the, what I think it's a woman thing it's the the I have empathy for you if you're being so mean to me then then you're damaged you're hurt hurt people hurt people and then there's also women are socialized to believe that 100% of our self-worth comes from the approval of others. So if you are tearing me down, it's easier. I'm not saying it's 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 always the case, but it's easier for men to just be like, "Oh, whatever." But for women, it like it goes to the core of our self-esteem. Oh, this person doesn't like me. Even if it's a stranger on the internet, I need everyone to like me because we've been socialized to believe that our purpose in life is to be helpful and likable and isn't pretty. It, isn't it so freeing though that cuz I know you feel the same way I do. I honestly don't give a shit. If somebody doesn't like me, like it, it's none of my business. You don't like me for whatever reason. That's the wisdom my, that comes with age. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I'm old. <laughs> my only request though is if you don't like me, you're allowed to not like me. You know, there's no way that one person can be liked by everybody in the world unless okay. you're Betty White. Okay. Like apparently Paul McCartney has enemies. Yeah, right. Phil Collins is one of them. Everybody Fuck is going you, to have people that actually. don't like them. And that's okay. My I guess my oh, Fuck, I was saying something. I got distracted by Paul McCartney. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I 
interrupt. I get excited and I interrupt. You cannot no, no, like you. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay if you don't like me. I guess my only request, if you don't like me, then is stop following me uh, unfriend yeah, leave me, me alone this, this <laughs> leave me what, alone this is what i love i'm like you constantly say you don't like me you hate everything i'm doing but you watching everything i do you have that you're, meme where it's like you're actually a fan you're a fan you're, you're a fan you're a fan just why don't you it's just people admit who it. you it are love a fan. the drama you it's are people a fan. who love the drama and i'm just not here for the drama you know like i have people who don't like me i have people who like me and i would prefer to focus my time and my energy with people who value me and care what I have to say. And if you think everything I have to say is stupid, you are entitled to that opinion. But stop listening to me. I'm not forcing you to listen to me. Nikki's not forcing you to come get a massage from her. Nobody is forcing you. So if you don't like me, turn me off. I love it. You're a fan. But not right now. Don't don't turn us off because we love you listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's like I said earlier, I, I can take the criticism, mm. but when you criticize me and your criticism discourages other women from striving for more, that's when I get protective. Mm. That's why I created my course, New Massage Therapist Toolkit, nice. presented by Con Ed Institute. <laughs> that's why I created the course. I want to mentor the new massage therapist so you can block out the bullshit and get some solid advice so you can, I, it sounds dramatic, but like live the life of your dreams. This is what I want for people because you can totally have it. But don't let the naysayers drag you down. People are miserable and they they want company. <laughs> I'm not going to join them. I love my life. You you can go swim in your sea of misery alone. <laughs> <laughs> but misery loves company. Yeah, I'm not going to be that company. <laughs> okay. Uh, unpopular opinion number 17 relaxation massage is therapeutic. There is this division, this made up concocted division between relaxation massage and therapeutic massage, between spa massage and clinical massage, or if you're in the States, medical massage, whatever that means. We don't have that in Canada. We're all, we're basically doctors. Don't quote me on that. I mostly give relaxation massage. It's what I'm best at. It's what I enjoy. And let me tell you, I had this one woman who came to me and she had had a migraine for a week straight, like all day, every day for a week, she had a migraine and she came in and she had like the sunglasses on and the baseball hat and anything to block out the light. And she came in and she said, I threw up this morning from the pain. This was pre-COVID, like, you know, I still accepted her as a patient. And she said, I threw up this morning just from the pain. And I've been on this migraine for a week and like I I just I'm I'm out of ideas. I don't even know what to do. And I was working at a chiro clinic at the time and I dimmed the lights and I went out to the reception and I said, turn the lights off in the reception area. And I played like soft instrumental music and I just got her on the table and I gave her a full body relaxation massage. Mm -hmm. Nothing special, just your straight up Swedish full body relaxation massage. And when I came back in the room, she was crying. And I was like, oh, no, I made it worse. Right. And she said to me, my migraine's gone. Mm -hmm. And she was crying tears of joy and relief. And if that's not therapeutic, I don't know what is. I have a regular who comes to me. This guy has had chronic pain for decades. And he comes to me biweekly for a two-hour massage. And I saw him, you know, like a month ago. And the next day he emailed me and he said, 
I went home last night and I wasn't in pain. This guy's chronic pain all day, every day for 30 years. This guy's had chronic pain. Mm -hmm. And he emailed me the next day and he said, I went to bed last night and I realized I wasn't in pain. And I woke up this morning and I realized there's still no pain. And I didn't do fascial stretch and kinesio taping and acupuncture and all the, you know. I just, I did my thing. Relaxation is therapeutic. I don't think there's a division. And I don't want people who give relaxation massage to think that they're less than. I think people that give relaxation massage, they're all about what you're saying here. 100%. Yeah, they're like, you guys are the fucked up ones that don't recognize yeah, that what there we do is therapeutic. Yeah, there are people who who definitely have this mentality. You know, we've heard it a million times where somebody will say, oh, I don't give like fluffy massages. I give therapy. And I don't believe that relaxation treatments are fluffy, whatever the fuck that means. Mm -mm. But it's, there is, there are some people who think that way. But like anything, healthcare, massage, anything, there is no one size fits all. What therapy works for one person might not work for another. And sometimes what you need is a 90 minute full body relaxation. That's massage. my favorite thing to do. And, Guys, if you're looking for that, come find me. And that is therapy. Yeah. So when it, yeah, when it comes to therapy, each, th- and that's, you know, something that's actually really great about our profession is every therapist treats differently. They mm-hmm. see things differently. I say this all the time. I would never go see a therapist that treats the way I treat. I wouldn't see myself as a therapist. I would quicker. Really? Go see. That's interesting because I always say the opposite. I give the type of massage that I think that I would want to receive. I know. I want to rip my hands off and massage myself. I know. I want to know time. what it feels <laughs> like. I would. I never go see someone that does what I do. Really? When I Why? Go, when I go for treatment, I want this quote unquote Swedish relaxation massage. I agree with you that you wouldn't see you, but you right. want I would not what, see me. what some people would call deep tissue. Like, what I want, Mark wants an elbow in his glutes. It's still Swedish massage. Yes, of so course what it I is. want is very specific Swedish massage. Yes. I want I want my calves stripped for like 40 minutes. Oh, you just, want the hurt so just, good kind of massage. Yes. My, but I just want just my calves Swedish massage over calves. and over and over and over. I want my lower back nothing but my lower back kneading for 40 minutes. Do you I see what I'm saying? Lower so back. like I like I like that type of treatment. I would never go not never. I would go see someone like what I do. Because you do like over the clothes I do, like sports I'm style. I'm all over the place. Sometimes on I'm, the mat on the floor. Exactly. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all over the map and, and I would not go see a therapist that does what I do. For, Mark, for me. It's, what you're describing is what I do. You need, to, you need to come back. I know you were just at my house. You need to come back. You need to get a massage. See? I will give you a free massage. Nice. And I will play my <laughs> ultimate playlist, No Pan Flute. Look it up on Spotify. It's the best <laughs> massage playlist on the internet. It's true. She had great music playing when I went to get a massage from her. Does it have her. Phil Collins telling McCartney to fuck off? That's what I want to hear. <laughs> I do have Phil Collins on my master playlist, but not. You, he didn't Paul. make the cut for the No Pan Flute. But I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I hey, but I do agree. use the term fluff, and I use the term not in a negative way. Honestly, I just use it to describe the a, a, a Swedish massage. Yeah, it's where, a different style. Where I'm not like, busting out like everything under the sun. Where I'm just kind of staying in this realm of you know Swedish massage stuff, and then I just I just term it fluff. I don't really. I know. I know. Uh, like Nicole. Nicole and hates that. They fluff hate, and they hate Wait, it. who's they Nicole hate it. Uh, from the Massage Therapy Podcast? Yeah. Nicole's a good friend of ours, and actually, fuck, we're supposed to be doing a collab with them again soon. I gotta yes, get yes, back. Yes. Them. Um, but Nicole and Heather, ha- they have a podcast called the Massage Therapy Podcast. And so we've done a few like collabs with them where we'll, we'll record one episode and they edit their 
copy. We edit ours, but it's essentially the same episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Nicole loves doing relaxation massage. Love she loves it. giving them. And so one time we recorded an episode where Mark <laughs> described his fluff. She came in here. She's like, I have a bone to pick with you, sir. <laughs> you made an enemy. That's the type of treatment I actually like. I just call it fluff. I mean, they're they're like they're there's a different like when you say you know, 90 minute full body relaxation massage versus over the clothes, lots of assessment, acupuncture, kinesio taping, like totally different styles. I'm just saying this attitude of it's just relaxation. Like, you know, Ian Cam said this to us. Ian Cam, fabulous business teacher at the Sutherland Chan School of Massage Therapy here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He said this to us in our business class. Nobody ever died of a sprained ankle. Mm-hmm. People die from stress-induced diseases every single day. I agree. It, so I think that the relaxation similar. component is at least as important as the assessment and joint mobilization Absolutely. that I'm doing. Absolutely. 100% it is. And he said something similar when he was here. I can't remember. I'll go back and listen to the episode. I love him. But all of us in this room and Ian, and I think a lot of therapists agree, relaxation being a component of almost every treatment I do. Yes, I agree. Because mm-hmm. people come in and I don't know about you, but I I feel people's energy, man. When people come in here and they're like, like vibrating the entire place because they're so stressed out and they're free. And I'm like, okay. You're like the walls are shaking. Right. <laughs> so for me, if I can get their nervous system to calm the fuck down, then I can worry about fixing the range of motion problem mm-hmm. in their shoulder. Mm-hmm. But I don't immediately go in with my cups and my tools and start working on their shoulder. It's like, let me get you to calm the fuck down first. Mm-hmm. I probably don't swear at them, but- I swear at my clients. Then then we can get going. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I do the same thing. Like if, you know, if you have like a shoulder injury, I'll get in there. I'll dig my fingers into your subscap and your pec minor and I'll get all up in there. But I'm always going to start and finish with that nice relaxation component. Like no matter how, quote, therapeutic or sports infused (laughs) my treatment is, there's always going to be a relaxation component. I'm always going to slow down and dim the lights and play the soft music and have the essential oils. And because that, that's to me, it's all part of it. It's the extras and people really appreciate that. I had this client years ago who was a very active senior citizen. She was retired. She played squash. She played tennis. <gasps> she was a golfer. Like she was just, I love it. And she was such a, a fun, energetic woman. And she would come in to see me um, usually twice a month. And Typically, we were working on sports-related injuries, and there was one time she complained about me, and I almost threw up. Like I, because I to your face, no, to the clinic owner, and I, I was so sad because I really, really liked her. She was like one of my favorite clients, and I thought that I was doing really good work with her. Here was the complaint. I was a new therapist. I was probably trying to show her all the things I knew because she was also very intelligent, and she, she understood her body, she understood anatomy enough that like I could even speak to her in, you know, not dumbing down language. Mm -hmm. And her complaint was that I never did anything um, other than the technical stuff. She'd come in and we'd want, she'd want me to focus on her knee that day because she had a knee injury and I would do great work to her knee. But she's like, I feel like sometimes she even ends a little, I didn't think I was doing this, but she goes, you know, like I look at the clock and I feel like, you know, maybe she could have spent five minutes giving me a head massage or, you know, making it seem like, you know, there was something else other than the technical. And so she, you know, she made sure to say to the clinic owner, she's amazing. Like she's worked on my knee. She's worked on my shoulder. She's incredible. But 
She doesn't give me anything else other than the technical pieces. And I was like, oh my God. Like I was so like heartbroken when she said that. But then I stepped back and I was like, try not to be offended. Like that's really true. She comes in, asks me to work on her knee. I fix her knee and send her away. Mm-hmm. But she wants massage like, too. What about the rest? I kind of did just wish though she had said that to me because I would have been like, oh my God, okay, yeah, I was only focusing on the problem you gave me. But if she had said to me, hey, can we, you know, can you add in a little bit of a foot massage or a head massage or whatever? Obviously, I would have done that. But that really kind of changed away, changed around the way I treated a little bit to like, let's not just focus on mm-hmm. the issue and be so super technical. I'm still a massage therapist. People want massage. Oh, yeah. I have a runner. I have a regular who's a runner and she'll come to me and she'll get an hour long massage and she just wants waist down, like hips, glutes, legs. That's all she wants ever. And I always save like five, 10 minutes for the end for like neck, head, pecs, like just like to just like soothe it tie it in you know yep. i'm not just going to do your lower body like i'm always going to be like let me just give me five minutes on the neck you'll you'll appreciate it you know but that's a good lesson but yeah it's it's hard when they don't tell you directly but i also think especially here you know the feminist in me comes out she didn't want to it's hurt my hard for women to speak up for themselves yep. and women hate hurting other people's feelings yep, especially other women's she feelings she didn't want to hurt my feelings and and honestly, I swear most women would rather set themselves on fire than upset somebody. Yep. That's 100% what it was. She didn't want to offend me. So she kind of went and said it to the clinic owner in hopes that it would maybe get passed to me anonymously. The clinic <laughs> owner did not pass it down. I mean, I never confronted the client. I never said, oh, I heard you said this about me. I took the criticism and adjusted the way I treated her. And I was, you know, every once in a while I'd say to the clinic owner like, hey, has a... Uh, so-and-so said anything to you about me? <laughs> anything good? Because I really liked this woman. I was like, oh, I want her to like me. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> That's the worst. When you're no. like, I like you. Don't you like me? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Unpopular opinion number 18. Massage therapy is confusing. There are so many terms in this damn industry, my God, <laughs> Swedish, relaxation, therapeutic, shiatsu, Thai, Twina, cupping, acupuncture, rolfing, Reiki, kinesio taping, joint mobilization, fascial stretch therapy. Help me out, guys. There There's are more. There's a lot of stuff, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you named a lot of Craniosacral. Right Visceral manipulation. Visceral manipulation. It's just... Oh my gosh. And when you go to somebody's website and you see the list of their modalities, like NISA, I still don't even know what that stands for. Like nobody knows what it means. Stop talking about your modalities. Nobody cares what training you have. It's so confusing. And when you separate relaxation from therapeutic and then there's an upcharge for deep tissue and then there's an extra charge for this style and then there's craniosacral that we only do on Saturdays and then there's like (laughs) it's so confusing and then you get the people who who signature massage and then they give it a fancy name and then the lotus flower massage and then I'm like oh my god stop it stop it it's so confusing it's so overwhelming these these are marketing tools that's all they are you know what i hate even more though i hate even more this 
evidence-informed therapist. I'm like, what? Like, no one fucking knows what that means. That's like, <laughs> that's like you trying to separate yourself from other therapists to other therapists. The average everyday Joe walking down the street, when they see evidence-informed therapist beside your name, they're like, I don't know what that fucking means. Mm, some I- of them might love it, though. The science, the, like the scientific the sci- community the scientific are going to love community? evidence-informed. The hippy-dippy woo-woo com- community, they're probably not going to gravitate feel like towards the, that. I feel like the majority of people would look at it and go, I don't even know what that means. Like, yeah, what does this mean? Evidence what evidence? Infor- evidence-informed massage therapist evidence-based massage therapist as opposed to the other registered massage therapist like what the fuck does that mean i think that's more i don't know put it in the face of another massage therapist how can i separate myself from you over there versus how can i do that with the general there is public? the division between the evidence-based community and the yeah. the sort of hippie woo-woo but that's that's the latest one that i've been seeing a lot of people put on their marketing evidence-informed care here i'm like I don't. But know. then I don't think my mom would know what that means. She wouldn't. <laughs> but then I will say we also encourage people to decide what their differential advantage is and how they're going to separate themselves. So if you have chosen to separate yourself by calling yourself evidence informed, see see who you attract with that. If that's if those are the people you wanted to attract, you did good work. I am all about niching. I am all about differentiation. Yep. I am all about your USP or unique selling proposition. But yep. my God, it has to make sense. Same. Yes, thank you. If you're like, I specialize in craniosacral Reiki spirit guide, I'd be like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and maybe that uh, makes to some makes sense to some people, and maybe those are the people that you're attracting. But my God, make it make sense. What you need to do if you confuse people, you question. lose people. Yeah. Yes. What you need yep. to do is think about if you were the patient you want. Exactly. What question is that patient asking you? What problem does that patient have? That's how you need to word things. This is the problem you have. This is how I can solve it. Or not even this is how I can solve it. I can solve this. It doesn't matter how. It doesn't matter how. Nobody cares about your tools. They don't care. They don't care. They just want to know, I have problem XYZ. This person, Nikki, can solve problem XYZ. Mm -hmm. I'm going to request an appointment with her. Yeah, I always say, what are people typing into the Google search bar when what they want to find is you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Make sure all of those words are on your website. My tagline, don't steal this, you guys. I am so sick of massage therapists plagiarizing my copywriting. Do not steal this. My tagline is body positive massage therapy for women in Toronto, brackets, trans friendly. And I have a form on my intake form, like a section on my intake form, where people fill out, how did you hear about me? And so many times people say, I typed in Google, body positive massage therapist. I typed in Google, trans friendly massage therapist. Literally, they're Googling the words that are on my website. That's how they find me. That's why I'm successful. Be crystal clear in your communication. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about your modalities. Yes, I agree. 100%. So confusing. And if you have a specialized training, that's awesome. Explain it. Don't assume people know what Thai massage is. or I do shiatsu, but I explain it on my website what it is. I've trained in Thai massage. I don't offer it. <laughs> I just got the training to write off the trip to Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on my like it's on my website. Like explain what you do if you're going to talk about your modalities don't assume people know because i'm a massage therapist and some of the words that other massage therapists are throwing around i don't understand them and i have six years of post-secondary education and i'm a massage therapist and i don't understand what most massage therapists are talking about most of the time and when you confuse people you lose people confused buyers do not make a purchase and that's exactly what um the person that came in yesterday to be our body 
she was saying to me, or I think it was her, if not, sorry. Uh, but we were talking about, you know, I, that exact thing. People offering like different tools and modalities. She's like, what's that thing? Grafston, Grafston, what, like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Cause I, you see ads all the time, people saying they offer these things, yeah. but if there's no, no explanation, no then what are you selling? You're selling nothing to nobody because nobody knows what you're modality. selling. You're selling a solution to a problem. Guys, this is marketing 101. Agreed. Agreed. Massage therapy is confusing. Unpopular opinion number 19. A lot of suffering is self-inflicted. I would say most of it. Most of human suffering is self-inflicted. There are real problems out there. Don't get me wrong. This pandemic has been hard on a lot of people. People have tragedies. People have trauma. People have diseases. People have real problems. Most of us do not have real problems. Most of our problems are completely self-inflicted and completely in our head. And if we can just tweak the way we're thinking about it, we can solve that problem right away. It's like what I said earlier about my rule about anyone can ask for anything. Somebody asked me a question and I get I throw a hissy fit and I think this person's being entitled and how dare they ask me that and they have no right to do this and what a horrible person and I can change that in an instant if I change the way I think about it and when I say a lot of suffering is self-inflicted, I'm specifically talking to massage therapists. I swear 95% of the problems that most massage therapists face, I don't have these problems because I invest, I am a gung-ho about coaching. I invested in a business coach six weeks after opening my private practice. I learned how to market myself. I learned how to copyright. I learned how to do sales. I learned how to create policies and procedures. I learned how to attract my ideal client. I learned how to make good money and charge a premium price in the lowest income neighborhood in the city. And all of these problems that massage therapists complain about, I don't have any of them. It's optional. Suffering is optional. I don't struggle with money. I don't struggle with attracting clients. I don't struggle with perverts. I don't struggle with people canceling and not paying. I don't struggle with time management. All these struggles that people are having, I don't have these problems you don't have to suffer. It is optional. There are solutions out there if you get committed, if you get strategic, and if you're willing to invest in yourself and to invest in your business, you can solve 99% of your problems. Mm. I thoroughly believe that. So much suffering is optional and self-inflicted. You're staring at me, but you know I agree 100%. And you know that- Yay! You, well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, this, I can see how this would be an unpopular opinion. And it's interesting because- someone's going to say your toxic positivity I was, was going to bring that up. Yeah. So, you I'm know- I'm not positive. I'm, I'm realistic. <laughs> but you know that we've joked about it before. Like, Mark is a big fan of like the inspirational quotes and stuff. And you're like, fuck, I hate inspirational quotes. Yeah, I don't posts. like them. I don't like them. So, we, you know, we'll post something that's sort of trying to relay that message that majority of the shit in your life that is just shit, you have more control over it than you realize. Exactly. And yes, that doesn't always come across in like a small Instagram post, you know, the entire message, but we'll post stuff and there'll be people saying, no, sometimes, sir. And we're like, okay, we understand. Like Nikki said, there are exceptions to every rule. But if you actually take a step back, majority of the shit in your life that is just absolute shit is your fault. Like, the harsh truth is it is your fault. Either you are dwelling on something instead of trying to come up with a plan and a solution to move forward and you're choosing to sit in the shit. 
We're not saying that shit doesn't happen. A lot of really crappy stuff happens. You think that my life has been perfect? Of course not. A lot of really shitty stuff has happened, but I can choose to sit and complain about it and just literally bathe in it all day long and not do anything about it. Or I can make a decision of how I'm going to better this. And it doesn't mean it happens overnight. You might have to go through some more shit, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel if you choose to see it. That's it. Can we take, can we snippet that? That was amazing. Pretty good, eh? Amanda. Oh, thank you. You're on fire. <laughs> it's the wine. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm like a little buzz too. No, I love it. I love it. Again, I'm not victim blaming terrible things no, happen terrible to things good happen. people yep. and it is not your fault that that happened but you are responsible with how you react to it what you do with it how you feel about it and you might need help with that you might need therapy you might need coaching you might need guidance and help with that but so much of the suffering and the complaining that i see it's optional and it's it's we do it to ourselves and i just i want people to see that there's another way and it doesn't have to be this way like if you look at the pandemic, it's been really hard for a lot of people. But you know what happened? The pandemic happened. We all had to close our businesses. None of us knew how long we were going to be out of work. What did you guys do? You you went online. You got all kinds of recording equipment. You made digital courses. And guess what? None of that was fun. No, it was no, hard. There was, it no was hard. Part, there was no part of us that were like, okay, we're going to look at the positive. We were like, we have to fucking do something. Yeah, you were like, I, I got to feed my kids. Right. What am I going to do to feed my kids? You got resourceful and you changed things. When the pandemic happened, I started looking at law schools. I was like, oh, I guess nobody is ever going to want a massage again. I guess I'm going to law school. Yeah. Because that was my background career beforehand. I was choosing between criminal defense lawyer and massage therapist. Like those were my choices. And Naturally. When, when the lockdown, yeah, of course, <laughs> it's like everybody makes the same choice, yeah, right? Of course, yes. And when the lockdown happened, I was like, okay. And I called up my, bank and I changed the mortgage so that my monthly mortgage payments on my house were lower. We did the same. And we, we adjusted things. We called the bank. Like, And that's the thing is you have to be resourceful. Like we were thinking, what can we do to hold on to as much of our money right now mm -hmm. because we don't know when we can open yeah. up again. And I applied for the CERB, the government funding. Yep. And I heard, okay, you can apply for the CERB and you can also earn $1,000 on top of that. And yep. I thought, well, I can't massage right now. So where can I make $1,000? I went and got a job at a local wine store for $15 an hour. <laughs> like it I benefited me more than once because she learned more about wines. <laughs> I went, yeah. I went, yeah, this is where I got that wine. <laughs> so... I went and got a minimum wage job because, because I needed the money and yeah. I needed something to do. Like, I, you know, I feel like the word pivot is like so overused. Mm. And I know that there are people who are immunocompromised and there are people who are disabled and there are people who are, you know, a single mom of five and everybody has their different circumstances. But I got resourceful. I got committed. I was like, I am not letting this pandemic put me into debt. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, do something. I'm not, it's to me, it's not, it's not victim blaming. It's about empowerment. I wanted to empower myself to take control of my situation and my, and be responsible for my circumstances and my emotions. And I want that for everybody else. You have more control over your situation and over your emotions than you could possibly conceive if you get focused, if you get resourceful, if you get committed. Humans are very resourceful. Totally. If they get out of their own way, because mm -hmm. it's very easy to be in a shitty situation and 
and just cry about it, right? It's very easy to do. That's, that is the easier thing to do, right? Just be upset about it because any decision you make to make your situation better, it, it doesn't mean it's going to be a good one. Like, do you think Nikki in her entire life ever thought she'd go back to working a minimum wage job? She could have decided, fuck it, I'm going to stay home and sit on CERB and cry that I'm only getting $2,000 a month. Or I can throw away my fucking ego and go work a minimum wage job and get $3,000 a month. Exactly. I'm not too proud for minimum wage. You know, it was actually fun because working at the wine store, I learned a lot about wine, but it also, it reminded me of my HMV days. Mm. Yeah. We would play our own music and <laughs> one of the guys that I work with listened to the same music as me and we would like swap playlists and I made new friends and I learned about wine. Yeah, the pay was Shiza. <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually, I had a lot of fun. I was like, oh, and it was, guys, it was so much fun. When you're self-employed, and you have a job in healthcare where you touch people and you might injure people and you're responsible for people's pain to go to a job where none where what you do doesn't matter. Yeah. Where you can show up hungover and tired. And I was like, oh, I miss this. I miss having a job that doesn't matter. It was so nice. It was such a relief. That's the dream. That's it was the dream. so dream. nice. Yeah. Every, I loved every it. time Mark gets overstressed, he's like, fuck it. I'm going to get, apply for a job at Walmart. Exactly. It's <laughs> the dream right there. It was super chill. So I'm not trying wait. to blame people. I'm not trying to say your circumstances are your fault. Bad things happen. But so so many complaints that I see and so many problems that I see, especially with the massage therapist, so many of them are optional because I don't suffer from the same afflictions and I'm not special. I just made a series of wonderful decisions early on in my career and I will preach coaching until the day I die. I hired a business coach six weeks after opening my private practice and now I earn six figures working part-time. I'm not special. I'm not a unicorn. I just. I hired a professional. I did what she said. I didn't ask strangers on Facebook for advice. I hired an expert. She gave me expert advice. I followed her advice. And now I make $1,000 a day. Giving 90-minute relaxation massages. Come on. Come on. This this is similar, though, to what we were talking about, how people can't see the in-between. You know, it's like anytime you say something similar to what you're saying, you know, so many of these problems are optional and you can you can change your circumstances and you're in control. There's always the people that will bring up like these extreme examples. Well, what about this? What about this? Or, you know, there's people with disability. We're not in any way undermining real problems. Mm -hmm. They happen. But what Nikki is referring to is when you have the, you know, when you're sitting in your home, eating Doritos, watching Netflix, picking up your smartphone and deciding to bitch to strangers <laughs> on the internet, iPhone. <laughs> you might have more power mm -hmm. than you are giving yourself credit for. You also might be more privileged than you recognize. Right. So that is more who we're talking to. And now I just want Doritos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Doritos. Okay. Okay. We're getting to the end. Unpopular opinion number 20. This is not an opinion. This is a fact. And I'm going to prove it right now. We did not all get into this profession to help people. This is something I hear all the time. We all got into this to help people. And I'm always the lone wolf who raises my hand. I'm like, I didn't. I became a massage therapist for job security because I came from the music industry and there was no job security and there was no upward mobility and there was a ton of sexism. And I wanted a job that was stable. I wanted a job that was secure. 
And I wanted a job where for the first time in my life, I was rewarded instead of punished for being a woman. If you're a massage therapist in Canada, especially in Ontario, we have something that everyone wants and nobody has to pay for out of pocket. Not nobody, but most people. Helping people, icing on the cake. I love it. There is no greater feeling than somebody coming to you in pain or they're stressed out and they leave that appointment blissful or out of pain. That is the greatest feeling in the world. But make no mistake, that was not my primary motivator. Mm -hmm. I did not get into this to help people. I am not a bleeding heart. I got into this for job security. I got into this for self-employment opportunities. I got into this for work-life balance, for making a shit ton of money in a short amount of time. And I wanted a job where I could listen to music all day. It just so happens that I help people and I'm really fucking good at it. And I'm lucky that I like it. But helping people was not my primary motivator. And if that's your primary motivator, God bless you. You are probably a better person than I am. But if you are so focused on helping people at your own expense, you are going to struggle and you are going to suffer and you are not doing anybody any favors if you break down your body and go broke. Mm. in order to help other people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So stop saying we all got into this to help people. It isn't true. I might be the only exception. You're not. I didn't get into this to help people. Okay, there we go. I'm not I'm not even the only person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> stop spreading the lie that we all got into this to help people. We didn't. Not no. all of us. Probably no. most of you. And that's a beautiful, wonderful thing. But I didn't. No, I can actually remember walking down Young Street in our old neighborhood. And I remember walking by, remember there was a big Lululemon on mm -hmm, Young Street. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I remember walking by the Lululemon. And this was, I remember walking by and I was like wearing all Lululemon clothes. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And I remember going in there and the, at the time, I don't know what it's like now. I haven't shopped at Lululemon in years, but at the time they had like such a distinct culture. Like everybody that worked there, it was like they were all part of the, this Lululemon cult. It's a cult, right? right? It's yeah. very much like a cult. <laughs> and at the time, I really bought into what they were selling. I really loved that place. And I remember I was just thinking about starting massage school and I got into massage therapy for the possibilities in this profession. I was thinking about, I, you know, maybe one day I'll teach, maybe I'll work in a student clinic, maybe I'll do massage part-time and I'll do something else part-time. I even thought about like, how cool would it be that I could do massage part-time? I could work at Lululemon if I felt like that's what it came to me. I was like, I could work at Lululemon part-time because I enjoy enjoy this environment, but then to actually make real money, I could do massage. Like, you would get discounts on the yoga pants. Right. <laughs> so I was like, look at all the possibilities of being a massage therapist. And I also did it because prior to going to massage school, I had worked as a personal trainer. And I was thinking you about- You both did. We did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought about what was my favorite part of being a personal trainer? My favorite- The Lululemon pants. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of being a personal trainer was being able to teach people about their bodies and how to take care of it. I was like, I know something that to my surprise, most people don't know. Like to me, understanding my body just seemed like something that everybody should understand. Oh my but gosh. They don't. When I got into massage therapy school, I was I was 31 when I started. 
And I was like, how did I go 31 years knowing this little about my own body? Right. And for me, it had been the only thing that was ever interesting to me in school. You know, that's why I did my degree in kinesiology, like understanding my body made sense. So I was Wait, like, you have a kindergree too. Did I, I know that? I do. You both have kindergrees? We do. Look at all the education in this room. I have a sociology degree, which is I have, I have a kin degree with a minor in psychology. I got a minor in psychology too. Yeah. <laughs> so I just liked the idea that I can impart knowledge on people, however that is, whether it's in a treatment room or if I start teaching or whatever. Like I liked the idea of being able to teach people things because I truly enjoy doing that. Not because I'm helping them, but I like doing that. And there was so many possibilities for this profession. So it's like, this just makes sense for me. However, whatever capacity I do massage in, it'll be part of my life. But I don't know if I'm going to be a full-time therapist, a part-time therapist. But there was never a part of me that was like, I can't wait to start this because I want to help people. Not that that's not a great feeling. Like you said, it's so amazing when a client comes to me and they're like, I was pain-free for the first time in four years. I'm like, I did that. It's or I helped with feeling. that. Like, it's awesome. But it was never my motivation. I love that. I love stories like this. Mark, you got into it to meet women. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's what happened. That, and he did. That's legit. That's legit. Yeah. It, I, and, you know, it works. people is always Here we a, are. A, a part of it. But it's, it's for me, it was never the motivation. I mean, fuck. I talk about this guy all the time. I know a guy. He's a cardiologist. He doesn't give a fuck about helping people. He got into being a cardiologist because of the fucking money. dough. Money. Right? Yeah. Every, There's good money in every, there. Every person that I know, and I know a small handful of them, the dentists, like, it's not you love teeth all that much. It's just an easy way for you to make good money and mm-hmm. you're good, good at, at it. <laughs> you like the lifestyle that you can have with this type of work. Oh, yeah. Massage so therapy the for me was very much a vehicle. A driving vehicle to create my ideal lifestyle yeah. and i i do love it and i do love helping people but yeah i was more drawn to the lifestyle yeah, massage I, therapy I guys if you're out there if you're listening to this you're probably a massage therapist i think it's one of the best careers in the world not that i've tried every career <laughs> in the world but i've had a few and this one is by far my favorite it's i love it it's so flexible yep yeah, so many options, so many styles, so many, so many, so many things, things you can, you can teach, and you can coach, and you can so many places you can go with, and it. you just, can reinvent yourself over and over and over, and you can do career. it all over the world. You yeah. could be like, I'm gonna close my practice, and I'm gonna move across the world to another country, and you can just do it there. Like you can do it on vacation. You, can, it's portable. It's, I just, I, it's so fun. I love it. I love yeah, it. I'm with you on that. I love it. I'm with you. Um, okay, my last one, bonus, because we got through 20 unpopular opinions. <laughs> my bonus unpopular opinion, <laughs> this is where I piss off all of America. <gasps> deep tissue is a marketing ploy, not a modality. I've said that so many times. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> deep tissue? I don't know what it means. <laughs> and I don't understand the people who say there's a difference between deep tissue and deep pressure. What? Is there? What are you talking about? Listen, we're Canadian. <laughs> As far as I know, Canadian massage therapists are the highest trained in the world. I don't know of any country that has more training than Canada. There might You guys might be out there. And if you're out there, if you have more than 2,200 to 3,000 hours of training to become a massage therapist, please let me know. Because I've been telling people Canadians are the highest trained and I want to make sure that I'm accurate in that I'm, statement. I'm pretty sure you're right. We are like the gold standard of massage therapy. And sure. I went to one of the best and most prestigious massage therapy schools in Ontario. It's like the Harvard of massage therapy and I never skipped class and I never heard the words deep tissue uttered. (laughs) It's not a thing that we were taught. I just, I don't get it. I know what you think you mean. I know what clients think they're getting when they book it. 
And there is something to be said for there are those people who want a lot of firm pressure Mm -hmm. and they want that hurt so good kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important to match those clients with the right therapist. But deep tissue as a modality, I don't think it exists. I don't think it's a thing. I think it's a garbage term. I think it's a marketing ploy. I think it's an excuse for people to upcharge. I don't get it. I don't use those terms. I don't trust when I go to some place and they offer $10 extra for deep tissue. Like I just, I don't get it. I'm not into it. It is a marketing ploy. I mean, it's not, it's not a modality. We know that we're all, we're all trained in the same basic way that, you know, you're checking in with your client's comfort. And in terms of pressure, you're going to use, you know, what the combination of what you think they need and what they're requesting. Um, we had our friend Andre here recording some videos yesterday. The Thai and, massage guy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he said- We went to the same Thai massage school in yes, Thailand. Yes, you did. And Andre was saying yesterday when he was recording his videos, when someone says to you, I want deep tissue, he goes, what I want you to hear is I want, I want more specific work. Like the way he views deep tissue is I'm going to be more specific versus doing more general work. So yes, we know how, we know the principles, we know how to be general, we know how to be specific. General, specific, we know, general. We know how to start, <laughs> Deep, you know, superficial, right. superficial, deep, superficial. <laughs> so you can do deep general work. You can do deep specific work. You can do general and specific. Like it, it's, all of these terms are just, the ways in which you're manipulating the tissue and applying pressure in certain points, either being specific or being general, either, you know, putting a little bit more weight into it or not, but it's deep tissue is subjective. That's means something different to everybody. Subjective. It's so what subjective. Is deep, deep, like as a therapist, I might, I've, I've given massages where I'm sweating, I'm grunting, I've got my <laughs> elbow in their QL. I'm like, I'm dying. And they're asking for more because to them, it feels like I'm barely touching them. And then I've had people who say, give me all the pressure in the world. I, I want super deep pressure. There's no such thing as too much pressure. And I go in for the first pass of effleurage mm. and they say too much. <laughs> it It's completely subjective. What you as the recipient of the massage, what you feel is deep mm-hmm. is subjective. What I think I'm giving as deep is subjective because it, it's my strength. You know, I'm have a different strength level from other people. Mm-hmm. It depends on how well did you sleep? How much water did you drink? What did you eat for breakfast? Are you stressed out? Like, are, are do you have menstrual cramps? Are you... There's like, way there's too many factors. Way too many factors. Well, there's times where like, you know, if I'm injured, I might say to Mark, like, can you squeeze my forearm? You know, like if I've got pain and there's times where the probably he's applying the exact same pressure and there's times where I'm like, oh, that's too much. And there's times where I'm like, you can go harder. Like that's why I don't understand where like you're in the middle of a massage and somebody asks for more pressure. Are you going to be like, that's an extra ten dollars? Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you wanted deep tissue. You should have asked for that. (laughs) I do think there's something to be said for it. There are those people who always ask for more pressure and they know they want firm pressure and they know they want something super strong and they should be matched with the right therapist. Mm -hmm. So I understand that concept. But the whole like Swedish massage is over here and it costs this much and deep tissue is over here and it's an extra ten dollars mm-hmm. what are you talking about <laughs> i just i don't get it i love this industry <laughs> it's all over the fucking map i love it that's part of what i love about it it's it just, is it's all, just over the map. all over Mark's the like, map everybody gets to do what they want and it's great and i'm like no you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> i love the chaos of it i really do 
because so many people just don't care. They they occupy the, their space in it, and they're happy living here. And whatever you do way over on, the, on that side of the field, then cool. I don't know it, and I don't care. I'm going to live over here. I love it. It's all over the map. And then you have those people on their high horse that just want everything their way. And I'm like, Duh. I don't know about that. It is. It's a beautiful, wonderful, magical industry, and there's room for all of us. Exactly. exactly. So haters going to hate. I'm one of the haters too. So anyway, it. those are for now. Those are my unpopular opinions. I I'm love sure the I'll have more. <laughs> I like them though because I don't think they're as unpopular as I said this the last episode as well. I don't think they're as unpopular as you think they are. I think people just don't have the courage sometimes to say these things out loud. And Nikki's like, "Fuck it, I don't care. I'm just gonna say them." Yeah. If you're listening to this, especially especially the ladies, if you're a woman or if you're a member of a marginalized community. If you need permission to think the way you want to think or feel the way you want to feel or stand up for yourself or ask for more, I'm giving it to you. You've got it. All three of us, we're giving you permission. Nice. I'm ge- I, I, I'm speaking on your behalf. Feel free to disagree. No, 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 you can cool speak on my behalf. I mean, everyone knows my stance on things. Everyone do what feels right to you. Live the life you want to live. Do whatever you want. Be prepared to accept consequences if you're going to do something absolutely fucking crazy and just don't be a dick. The end. I love it. Don't I'm gonna. Be a dick. Can that be a meme? Can that be an inspirational quote by yes. Amanda? <laughs> Don't be a. Di- I say I have. I'm gonna a put mug. that on a plaque. You mean my mug? Oh my Don't gosh, she dick. has a mug. This is. Don't be a dick, and it's a. A and it's phallic a, cactus. It is a phallic cactus. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's for me. The only thing is like, can everybody just leave everybody else alone? Like, if somebody isn't actually causing harm, mm-hmm. why do we have to argue exactly. over everything? That's where I draw the line. If you're causing harm, I'm, I'm going to get my back up. But like, otherwise, live your life. And if you disagree with somebody and you want healthy debate, I'm all for that. But don't be a dick about it. Don't be mean. <laughs> why you got to be so mean? Mark or if you're going to be mean, at least be funny. If you're going to be mean to me, be funny about it. Like, I respect humor. I'm all about you going to make fun of me, go nuts. But please make it funny. Make it clever. Mm. I appreciate a good zinger. Even if it's at my own expense. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm even good with being called, like, what I, I was called illiterate. You've been called times, illiterate. You've been called a misogynist. <laughs> you've been called... Misogynist? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, No, I don't get that from you at all. Uh, I'm like, I, you have the, up, from what I can tell, the utmost respect for your wife and freaking daughters. It's the it's the fans that don't want to admit the fans. their fans. <laughs> they don't want to admit their fans. Misogynist? Yeah. Funny. That's a surprising one. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's well, another talk. story for another time. That's another story for another. All time. right, that's that's my that's my spiel. This um, this was a long episode of unpopular. Opinions, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. No, I'm a chatterbox. This was really good. I think people, especially because I don't think these opinions are unpopular. Yay. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I don't know what's popular because I'm old. We do, yeah, exactly. We're all old and uncool and out of touch. So, uh. If you guys want to, I never give my last name or my social media or anything. People find me, but I'm going to give it this time because, Ooh. you know, I am over, I'm over oh. caring and like being scared. So you can find me on the internet, Facebook and Instagram at Nikki.rmt. That's N-I-C-K-I dot R-M-T. And I go live in the Facebook group, The Art of Building a Successful Massage Practice, which is run by Rebecca Diazavedo, who is my business coach. She is the reason why I'm so successful. Join that group. You can see me going live. I'm managing that Facebook group. Nice. And if you are a current student or a recent graduate or you've been out for a few years and you're stuck in a rut and you're burnt out and you want to know what the other options are, 
I highly encourage you to register for my course that I'm running through Con Ed Institute, which is the new massage therapist toolkit. It's March 26th at 11 a.m. Eastern time. There's gonna be a live webinar plus a Q&A. If you can't make it live, you will be sent a replay video, so don't worry if you can't make it. I encourage you to join. It's at a cheap introductory price and it will never be this cheap again because if we run it again, it's going to be way more expensive, I promise you. Mm -hmm. And you can get all the information for that at conedinstitute.com. Right on. It's been good. Thanks for hanging out. It's fun. Thanks for having me. Can I do the outro too? Of course. I was just going to say, are you doing the outro? (laughs) Go Go for it. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace. Nice.